Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Guys, welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Josh. I'm Jimmy. And this is Paradox. We are excited to have Heather McFadden on. Heather, how are you doing? I'm doing really, really well. It's good to be with y'all. Heather, whoever spelled your last name, I think had been drinking. (laughs) (laughs) It's... It was so much easier back in the days when my last name was Price. Oh, yeah. Do you go McFadden or McFadden? So my husband dumbs it down to McFadden. But I like like the extra Y. It's a flair McFadden, you know. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So Heather is a blogger. She's also a speaker. And I don't know if you'd say you're most known for your podcasting, but she has... God-Centered Mom Podcast, and it is consistently top five, top ten within the family genre of iTunes. How Uh, much does it cost you to bribe those (laughs) iTunes people to put it up? I mean, is it a lot? Could we work that in our budget? If I knew how that worked, I have no, uh, that's what I told you. Only God. We'll just put it on him. I have no idea. Yeah. Tell us, tell us about your podcast. So, yeah, I blogged for a good three years and uh, signed with an agent to write a book and thought I was going to do that. Had a baby in the midst of all that and decided not to do the book. The agent also didn't think it was the right timing. And I had already opened all this space in my life. I was helping host a conference here in Dallas for bloggers and, and kind of came off the team there. And then I had this space and I was like, well, what am I going to do with my free time? I like to have something that gets finished and people can't undo. I'm on the strength finders achiever. Like I like to, I like to finish projects, crafts or whatever it is. And laundry doesn't cut it for me. Dishes don't cut it for me. So a uh, friends of mine, uh, Kat Lee, she has the inspired action podcast. And another friend, Katie Orr had a theology podcast. We're in a mastermind group with me. And I said, you know, maybe I'll start a podcast. That could be, I, I don't really love writing right now. I'm exhausted at the end of the day with four young boys. And so just launched it, interviewed like my mom, my dad, my friends, uh, sure. and it just kept going. So now we're on like episode 160. Wow. wow. And so it's yeah. now you said three years? Oh. Three years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Three um, years of blogging, three years of podcasting. So kind of pitch the show. Why should moms listen? So my goal with the show and same with the blog were uh, my journey of motherhood, where at first I made it all about the kids, um, a real child-centered approach. I I have a master's in speech-language pathology, and so I thought I'd be amazing and have all this information about child development and just make these amazing products and uh, found that kids didn't do exactly what I wanted every time I wanted them to do it and had a mind of their own. And then once I got to three boys... Uh, I was done. I was like, forget this. Let's go the self-centered approach. Um, I am over it and burnt myself out. And then uh, God kind of revealed to me, actually uh, started getting up before my kids and having quiet time, which 
the all the moms want to shoot to me it. now. Yeah, they want to <laughs> shoot me. It's not like you're exhausted. Why sleep less? But it was like the only time of day, like you said, that I was sure. by myself. And so I would just hang out with God and read the Bible and drink warm coffee instead of cold. And uh, I think that's and, the secret. Just hang out and drink. And drink. If I heard you correctly. <laughs> the goal is to drink warm beverages by yourself. Oh, that's it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it, I the more time I spent with God, I'd grown up in a Christian home, but motherhood, I lost my way. I was doing a lot of my own effort and then just found a real humbling place. Uh, and humbling for me became, you know, not woe is me. I'm a terrible person, but really making about God. And okay, in this season, God, you have me in this place. How can I do this best for your glory, not for mine, not to create these products and to just follow his lead in this. And so the whole God-centered idea came up. Sure. About. And you, you described just a few seconds ago losing your way and how the podcast was kind of helpful uh, in maybe recentering you. Um, discuss other aspects, whether it's it's community or your church family. What other aspects kind of assisted you in, in finding your way? So when we had our fourth boy, I really had another come to Jesus moment. My husband was working. Uh, oh, my goodness. I think he slept two hours at night. So he was gone all the time all these boys just sucking the life out of me. And I, I did go see a counselor um, just to kind of be like, what is up? What is wrong with me? And she said, uh, based on the description of your life, this is really normal. You're okay. You're going to be okay. Sure. That was just, I paid a lot of money to be told I um, what I felt was normal. And, and I'd also had isolated myself because my husband was working all the time. And because having a lot of boys, you don't get invited over a lot. <laughs> you don't get invited <laughs> to play dates, uh, dinners. And so, and it was too hard for me because I couldn't have conversation with people and manage them um, well. And so I just kind of pulled away from community. And so after, after that season, we, we, we're a little more intentional and in getting back involved with our church and community. And um, me personally, as, as if you are a mom listening and you have young kids, realizing the value of uh, time where my kids weren't there, but I was with friends. And some people call it girls night out. I just think it can be any combination of sure. being with another woman outside of your kids being there. You know, it's like it's our first inclination when we're feeling bad or lost um, is to pull inward and isolate. And yet that's kind of when the negativity really just breeds. Uh, why do you why do you think that is? I think that for me, it was uh, this again, that pride of I want to do this well. And when I'm not doing it well, I don't want to be in front of you because that mars your image of me doing this well. I don't want to get close to you and be vulnerable and say I'm struggling because then I, I look bad. Uh, so there's, there is some pride in the isolation. Um, I know there's, there's chemically people go through depressions and states of depression and that not to, to, to confuse that with pride. But sure. um, for me, there was a lot of, I need to look good and I can't look good with these four boys. And, <laughs> and sure. so I'm just going to pull away. You know, you you often think of the whole pride thing um, as a man issue, um, but do you do you see that a lot of with with young moms that you work with? Yeah, and I think for the next generation, the millennial mom, she has another layer that I didn't have. But uh, if I'd been born a few years later, I would have been really catastrophic. But they're supposed to be doing amazing things in addition to being a mom, in addition 
to doing it perfectly and loving every minute of it. So there's all these layers of pressure to um, mother well, be fully present while you're running a non-for-profit and um, loving every second of it. And I just, man, I mean, there's, there's pride in that. That's a lot of your effort. It's a lot of you doing. You know, one thing that, that you know, with our podcast and stuff, we, we try as best we can to, to pull in a male audience, you know, husbands and dads to, to into this conversation. So with you kind of having your pulse on young families and young moms, if you could sort of speak for those young wives, if you could say anything to those husbands, what do you think all those young moms would like their husbands to know? It's something every time at the end of the day, I would have the whole like meltdown. My husband, <laughs> I'm doing a terrible job. I'm blah, 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 the whole, the crying. And he would, he would try at first uh, to say, you're just too hard on yourself. You know, don't be so hard on yourself, which is like basically saying, don't be human to a woman. What helped better was him saying specific areas that I am doing well and that he loves me, that I'm a great mom. I could never hear that enough. I could never hear I'm a great mom enough, even as our boys are getting older. Um, but like the classic, don't fix it, listen thing. <laughs> like I would say that would be one of my biggest uh, pieces of advice is it's just even, you know, even though it sounds ridiculous and she's sure. putting all these layers of expectations on herself, uh, you aren't going to be able to change the expectations, but you could just love her where she is and, and, remind her again of, of how valued she is. You know, back in the day, you know what, bring home the bacon, fry it up in a pan and never let him forget he's a man because I'm a woman. Yeah. You know, it's been around for, you know, a couple of decades or so now that women are, you know, the thought to be have it all. I am going to, to run General Motors and, you know, I'm going to cook every meal at home and be this fabulous and like you and love every minute of it. Are we seeing hopefully this pendulum swinging back a little where families are either the husbands are saying, Hey, I'm shouldering the load to allow you, you know, to go and do and pursue uh, multiple things. Or are, are, are you seeing that, that young moms are saying, you know, maybe in this season of my life, I don't want it all. I want to focus on a smaller target. And then when that time is available, go another direction. Yeah, I don't know all the pulse of what's going on in the younger moms, but I, I will, and this might get me in trouble with the women, but I would say men do more in their families than any generation before, for sure. And we, as women, sometimes can take that for granted, for sure. Uh, as far as whether women um, are pulling back, I, what I see as a trend in writings and from women who've pursued big speaking careers and ministries is this whole theme of chasing slow, focusing in, not having it all uh, message. So maybe that will trickle down to the mom who's reading the book and doing the thing. But the trick is, you know, we've talked <laughs> about social media before, but that I'm seeing her and it looks like she's doing it all amazingly yes. which is one and, of the poisons of social media yeah and so e even if i'm feeling a personal conviction that i need to slow down it's hard to put those brakes on or to pull back 
because it doesn't seem like she's slowing down. And if I have the competition thing, yeah, or I'm measuring my worth based on her abilities, I'm really struggling with that. Now, I will tell you, I recently uh, in November, December, January had a personal tragedy hit my family. Um, my parents came to live with us. My my dad passed away suddenly. And it was kind of a gift that I was forced to stop, to get off the treadmill, to pull back, to reestablish what's important, what's not important. It was almost like a get out of free jail card of like, oh, thank the Lord. I'm out of all of this crazy that moms are doing all the time. Um, I, I, I was really thankful to kind of repace and narrow in on my family, the present moment, what really matters. How did you and your husband handle that tragedy? You know, uh, again, God, it's, it's been quite a year in May. My husband quit his job last May and, uh, was home a lot more in the summer, which was a gift because he had worked so much in the years prior. And in that time, he and I would take morning walks. The kids are old enough now we could lock the door, leave a phone and just walk out our front step and shoulder to shoulder, which men love uh, shoulder to shoulder activities. We would talk and it was the most bonded we had ever felt in our marriage of 18 years. And it was such a gift going into the end of the fall to already have that connection that we could pull from. If we had gone into the tragedy without all of that, I don't know, it would have been super tough. My mom is now living with us. So my husband has the mother-in-law here. She's getting chemo treatment. It is not, it's still not easy, but we are really committed to every Saturday we take these walks. Every uh, moment we get, we, we go out together. We take advantage of her being here and we'll have a we're really big in four times a year taking um, like local getaways, just a hotel in the city. Uh, Friday night through Saturday lunch is like a game changer in a marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's not that long. I mean, you already would pay a babysitter for a Friday night. Um, just spend the night and do breakfast. Kids watch TV cartoons in the morning and you're back by lunch. It's not that long that you're gone away from your kids, but such a huge pouring into your marriage. So mm-hmm. those are a couple of things. We've- so I, I even hear you say that y'all handled the tragedy long before the tragedy actually occurred. Like y'all were building up your relationship capacity or depth to be able to handle it. Yeah. And, and that was, again, I'm only God would know that we would need to do that. Before the interview, um, I asked if there was anything that you wanted to specifically speak to. And you said, I think it's important for moms to understand that they're important, but not essential. What do you mean by that? So again, with my own journey, just thinking that I was going to be amazing and I was going to put out these great kids. There's, there's that journey probably for a mom listening, who's like, this is the most important job in the world, which it is. It is so important. We can talk. I meet with so many women uh, and men who that mayor, that mother, son, mother, daughter relationship is so important to how the rest of their life works. Um, so we never want to devalue the mother role, but essential is where we get caught up. We think that that child cannot turn into a functioning adult without me. And we've seen time and time again, where God redeems stories and where God has, this is his child first. And so if we make it like essential for us to do everything right and to say the right thing and put the weight of their soul on us, then we actually can sabotage 
our best efforts. And that's, I was going to ask, you know, what is, what's the downfall or the negative if you, the natural conclusion that that leads to, and it's, it's really a sabotaging. Yeah. And I think the kids feel the pressure of it. Um, in the seasons where I've done that, it's like there's an intensity in the relationship where they feel performance pressure and um, almost like a conditional love based on how I, how I respond, how I react uh, is, is, gonna determine whether you love me right now or not and and that's totally opposite of what we'd want but that's how we can start yeah. becoming when the way they turn out is the most important thing absolutely yeah. that's a powerful stuff yeah and heather we really appreciate it you know because doing what you do i don't believe you know in order in order for the adversary to attack the church and the church is in america is uh struggling as much as it ever has in the history of our country. Uh, we're hemorrhaging young adults. Young millennials are fleeing in droves from the church in America. And I think that is happening not because he's attacking the church, because he's attacking families. And you're sort of on the front lines of that and really being used of God to heal families and to help families function better so that they're not overwhelmed in the midst of this crooked and perverse generation. So we appreciate you being on and appreciate what you do. Well, thank you. It's definitely put a target on my back this year, but I will, uh, I've never felt closer to God through it. So I'll take it. I'll take it. We appreciate your heart. And I'm sure if you're listening, you do as well. And I'm assuming that most of y'all or a lot of y'all are already familiar with her podcast. But if you're not, you can find more information about it at GodCenteredMom.com. You can also connect with Heather on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's also GodCenteredMom. Heather, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. And Heather, if you if you are talking to any of your iTunes buddies, I do have a Washington with their name on it. So. <laughs> Let them know that. I'll put in a good word. I'll okay. put in a good Thank word. You. All right. Thank All you. Thank right. you, Thanks, Jimmy and Josh. Love that idea that the tragedy was handled before the tragedy occurred. Mm. Mm-hmm. And really, when you, and you only get to see that in hindsight, of course, but that God was preparing them, you know, building up their armor, so to speak, for when that tragedy hit. Katie, uh, my wife and I, everybody probably knows if you've listened to it that it's Katie. I need to... Stop saying my wife and I. Katie and I attended a, a counseling, a group counseling last year, and one of the things that we walked, one of the things we walked away with, was just weekly time together. Um, so every night, uh, or s- Sunday night rather, from eight to ten, no electronics. Often we're sitting on our back porch just connecting. It is critical that that type of time is spent within a marriage. I used to, she she always for seven years now has we need a date night, we need a date night, we need a date night, and I just, I'm out to lunch. And then every six months or so, I'd do a date night, and it would always be fancy restaurant and hotel, and it doesn't have to be be that. No. It can just be sitting on the back porch every Sunday night, so making sure there's time to connect is huge. And I took care of that, and I call it my hot tub ministry to my wife. Um, Say no more. Say, please we, don't go anywhere close no, to what you're thinking. No, we, 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 we built, we built a pool. Uh-huh. I don't want to hear it. And there's just jacuzzi and there's a disco ball that we're able, uh, with a little Barry White is, is, uh, is on the, uh, MP3. No, but it's just, it now it's, I'm telling you probably five, four nights a week. It's sitting in the hot tub, you know, while the sun's going down, just getting to talk. 
And that's so much better than walking because walking is exhausting. Heather was fantastic. She was great. Please go check her out, godcenteredmom.com, her Twitter, Instagram, as well as Facebook, God Centered Mom. If you want show notes um, from today's show, we'll include any links to anything that we talked about, as well as all of her information, go to paradoxpodcast.com. If you want to follow us individually or the show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can also find that information there at paradoxpodcast.com. Guys, we enjoyed it. Take care. Thank you. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. and researched by Dr. Jimmy and Dr. Josh Myers. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescarr.com. If you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Next time on Paradox. Alrighty. Um, <clears throat> I've never had an interest in Facebook. I gotta say, I walked over to my friend's house one day. She had a computer open and it was on Facebook. And I said, Oh, that's what Facebook is, huh? And she said, Yeah. And I read it. And there was a friend of hers describing how many loads of laundry she did that day and that she was going to the grocery store afterwards. And I thought, I will never get that five seconds of my life back.